Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Let's get ready to rumble. It's the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm Moshe Kasher. I'm Natasha Legero. And a little bit of housekeeping before we get the episode started. Natasha, do you want to break the bad news? Um, I am barely holding it together. I can't do two podcasts a week. Right. We're going to drop down to once a week again, but we reserve the right to come back up to two. If I can deal, I know people like it that we're checking in a lot. I like it, but Natasha stood firm. No, I'm kidding. We're, it's a it's a lot because we're getting a little bit busier with other work. But we stuff. really appreciate all of uh, your emails and your secrets and your calls and your comments and people are like yeah. adding each other. Make sure to join our uh, Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on the IG. Uh, follow us on our YouTube channel, please. Yeah. Uh, you can see a lot of interaction happening you on can the YouTube also channel. get on the podcast you can you can email us it's endless honeymoon pod at gmail.com you can call us and leave a secret it's 213-222-8608 and thank you for all of your compliments and all of your i really feel happy that people are liking our podcast and listening to it because i feel very impotent right now yeah well you know what here's an assignment now that we're dropping down and you have one space in your podcast queue and things are uh, interesting and intense with race in this country find a podcast find a, a a black made podcast maybe one that's about black history or maybe one that's about race and ed- educate yourself or just find another comedy podcast but you'll never find another one like ours let's get started my daughter told me i was dressed like a naughty pig tonight <laughs> uh, i guess you got the webcam feed from uh, last night you have been a bit of a naughty pig around the house lately 
You ha- yeah, we have, we've been getting into fights. We have been we have been spatting a bit as the world burns. So too does our relationship. Um, it's just a very it's it's like how can you how can you not be in a fight with everyone right what, now? What do we fight about today? Oh, Moshe's. I our daughter almost tipped over a thing of water, and Moshe was like, got on his knees. He's like, I'm begging you. I did not get cover on cover the knees. tops of the water of the containers. Like that's a thing I always do is every, not cover a top of a container. Every time you retell one of these stories, you add a false detail to make it much more dramatic. <laughs> I did not get on my knees. I was like. Can you please cover the top? No, you said I'm begging you. I haven't gotten. And also, to that. I didn't realize you said begging. What are you? What are you supposed to say? Begging. Begging. Yeah. Instead of begging. Yeah. They sound so similar to okay, me. I'm just saying I never begging? realized that. Yeah, you say well, begging. You, fuck you. You say crayon instead of crayon. <laughs> crayon is what you say when you're combining cranberry with another kind of juice. You don't say cray- Crayola crayon. Say say the top of a house. Roof. That's not how you say it. Say it the way you really say it. Roof. Roof. So don't get on me on begging. Okay, well, anyway, see, you're diverting. This must be like a tactic. It's not a tactic. You lied about me getting on my knees. I, I didn't just get... remember like a pleading like. Oh, you thought I like pumped my fist to the heavens? There was some physical action that matched the yeah. plea. It, it, the physical action was me uh, stopping myself from uh, screaming in rage. So I did a calming zen um, no, I did. I said I'm begging you, and you got unbelievably upset at the because of the <laughs> word begging. <laughs> no, because of the implication that I do that all the time, and that's now you're finally at your breaking point with telling me to put the top on the water. But whereas, like, I someone said maybe it was a someone called in, or I read it somewhere where they said um, the secret to a, a marriage is what you don't say. And I feel like I don't <laughs> you know what's funny, say though? what's funny about that quote <laughs> what? is you to- you said that quote to me. I'm pretty sure when you read that quote, you're not supposed to say it to the person. That's true. The secret right. to marriage, I'm using it as a the thing The secret to, to marriage is what you don't say. And so I'm going to say that to you to make sure you know you're not. OK, that's a fair point. But boom. But what I was trying to say is that, you know, you do so much thing. You do so many things way more than me that are annoying around the house in terms of spillage <laughs> and throwing things and not putting things away. Well, since so we're, that you would just finally be at your breaking point with me because our daughter knocked over water. Since we're going to discuss that. Uh, I realized this week, since we're this is a roast session, I realized this week that you have what I would call a pathological aversion to putting perishables in the refrigerator after you use them. And I, I would say that the more spoily it is, so raw chicken, that's going to stay out. Uh, milk, let's let that bad boy curdle. Orange juice, ferment that. <laughs> if it's rice, though, you'll, if it's uncooked rice, toss it in the icebox. Let's save it, Ma. Also, this week I've given you spoiled orange juice <laughs> yes. and a rotten egg, a rotten egg scramble with like old, old meat in it that didn't taste good. Things are falling apart <laughs> in the house. Things are falling apart in the country. Although I will say this about what's happening in the country right now. Obviously, it was a very scary few days. Uh, a very uh, emotional, tumultuous, and terrifying few days. But it's now we're now about a week in, and I, uh, things aren't. I wouldn't say are, they're certainly not peaceful. They're certainly not better. But they're do they're do. You seem, say day day ten of the protests. Is that right? right? Or, day or ten, eleven, or something. Well, it does seem like some some progress is being made. Um, you know, people the officers in Minneapolis all got charged. Um, 
the Los Angeles has, uh, which is admittedly a pittance of the budget, but Los Angeles has agreed to a hundred and fifty million di- uh, dollar diversion of um, the the police budget into com- into communities, uh, community programs specifically uh, in the in the communities of color. And, and, and listen, the budget for LA's police department is three point eight million. There's a chart online, actually. You can see the budget of Los Angeles and. I'm health and human services, parks and rec, uh, uh, emergency response. It's like everything is this. You you can barely see the bar, and then the police budget bar is so fucking big. It's like it almost seems like um, left wing propaganda, but it's the real budget. What so 150 million dollars is not that much, but it's definitely progress. And so to everybody that's wondering, or if you have family members that are wondering why they keep going, what are what are these people's goals? The goals are manifold and they've begun to slowly uh, get their goals met. I don't think the end of this protest is going to be uh, an equitable dismantling of the police department uh, in every city in this country, but we're certainly moving in a direction. We're talking about defunding police departments. What does that mean? That's obviously a very scary idea. People can listen to another podcast for the details. Okay, fine. You're right. That's fine. Uh, Can I say something? Yes, of course. Are you done? Well, I was going to say one thing. I was, uh, so these are all really big uh, s- uh, sort of seismic um, uh, uh, conversations that, yeah, you're right. We're a po- comedy podcast. We can't really speak to them with the eloquence that they deserve. But one thing you can do is just start doing research. Like if you don't if, – if, if somebody says defund the police department, you're like, that sounds fucking stupid. We need the cops. We'll read what it really means. Does it really mean no more police? It actually doesn't mean that. Uh so just read what it means. There was an interesting article in The Guardian this week about what the phrase defund the police actually means. So take a look or look into your local government. Is there a, is there a police reform candidate that is running on that platform? Elections are coming up in a lot of different places. Look that up. And it, there's like action to be taken and education to, to be had. And finally, if you're feeling a little powerless and you're like, fuck you, I'm not reading. I don't listen to podcasts for homework, motherfucker. Let's get back to you talking about spoiled orange juice. Um, I'll just quickly say I'm gonna give a link. I'll just quickly give a link. Um, there is a um, there is a uh, if you have a little bit of extra money, which very few of us do right now, but if you have a little bit of extra money and you're kind of powerless and not sure what to do, there's a really cool um, Act Blue has a really cool kind of catch-all of like ten different organizations that you can donate to. Uh, Black Lives Matter Global Network, Reclaim the Block, National Bailout, Nas- uh, Black Visions Collective, NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund, the Police Accountability Project, Co- Color of Change Education Fund, Unicorn Riot, Campaign Zero Advancement Project, and the Marshall Project. If you go look that up, just look up uh, Act Blue uh, Orgs Fighting Against Racism and Police Brutality, you can give a donation just on that link and it will disperse those funds to every organization I just met. And if one of those organizations has a platform that you don't agree with, it's very easy to just delete that particular organization and it'll disperse it among the rest. So if you're feeling powerless and like, what can I do? That's something small that you can do. Well, I've been thinking about the police a lot and I just never really, I just always thought, oh, police are assholes. Right. Like I never really thought about it that much. And I was talking to some friends and I've really been trying to like process all of this. And I was talking to a friend. I was like, the Black Lives Matter is so organized. Like how do, how are the, you know, how are the, 
the racists organizing? Like, how are the white supremacists organizing? And he was like, oh, they organize by joining the police force. And I, I know that's like, you know, that that's not a, a proven to be true. But just even thinking about that, I was like, oh, if I was a white supremacist, of course, I would join the police. Like, I'm not saying every police is that in any way, but I just made me start thinking like, wow, that's uh, you know, it's, it's it's scary out it's there. It's true that it is. It is true. And I think it's not I don't think it's crackpot conspiracy theory to say, of course, the bulk, the vast majority of police officers are not white supremacists. But, but if but, you were if one and wanted to if, do some damage. But every major police department in this country probably has been infiltrated by some people that uh, have racist views. And, and then they try to convert those. their coworkers. Yeah. And... At any rate, you know, here's what I've learned about. I don't mean to cut you off on that. Did you want to say more? Uh, well, I just think it'd be great to get more people of color as police officers. Well, that's not helping either because there's a lot of people of color that are police officers. And there's also issues with that uh, uh, because uh, accountability, uh, you know, because of the blue wall of silence, they call it. It's like no matter what one cop does, the, the police will sort of circle the wagons around the cop and protect them. And so uh white supremacists in the police department are a problem the wall of silence is a problem uh over you know in- intensely powerful police unions wait some... i'm sorry what's the wall of science or the wall of the wall of silence. sound is phil Spector's. Uh, <laughs> what did you uh, say the of, wall of silence the wall of silence basically when a cop does something wrong then even good cops aren't uh, are uh, there's a lot of pressure even on good cops not to snitch right not to say no i saw what he did he did something wrong like it wasn't like, cool like people within the organization will let you know that you'll lose your job kind or of will thing? let you know that you'll be ostracized within your job you know your little snitches get stitches you know well, do you feel like these protests have helped there be less of a tolerance for that type of thing well i think that these protests are putting pressure on police departments to implement the change and you know there's that eight can't wait thing and a lot of people are saying that that's insufficient the eight can't can't wait um is a a list of eight different um action items that police departments that uh around the country ought to undertake uh, I don't have them uh, uh, on hand, but you know, they're, 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 you know, there's like having a chain of of, of escalation. Uh, there's there's all these different things. You can look it up. They can't wait. A lot of people are saying that's insufficient because a lot of police departments already implement all eight of those things and still have problems with police brutality. So here's something I read that was interesting. Before we move on to the comedy portion, and I promise we'll and get we to have it. to. You have thirty seconds. I got thirty seconds. What I learned, and this is okay. So a lot of this stuff is really critical of police departments, and I think that they're deserving of a great deal of criticism especially well no i was going to say especially big metro ones but no uh, the police in general are deserving of a lot of criticism i think everybody kind of knows that there's a problem in the criminal justice system period not just the police but the prison industrial complex and the criminal justice system period but the other thing is and this is more sympathetic to police although it does result in in defunding is that over the years we have tried to apply the police to every problem that has reared its head in society. And the police are not capable of dealing with every problem in society. The police can't handle homeless, the homeless crisis. So what they do is they criminalize being homeless, send them to jail. The police can't handle, you know, uh, juvenile mental, mental, uh, mental health issues. So what they do is they grab mentally ill people and throw them in jail. The police can't handle young people on uh, an opioid crisis. So what they do is they criminalize drugs and they send them to jail. And so what defund part of what the defund platform is is take some of the money that's going to police departments that are becoming increasingly militarized and apply that money not taking away any people that fight crime 
Not saying there are no more people to fight crime, because, yeah, that's unrealistic. There will still always be police forces to fight crime, I would get venture a guess. But it's to take some of that money and start to invest it in actual, you know, imagine, you know, 95% of people, 911 calls are nonviolent issues. Imagine if every nonviolent call, it was a police officer and a social worker or two social workers or a social worker and a police officer that didn't have a gun on them. Imagine there were multiple. Uh, but what if the person they're calling has a gun? Well, that is the that is the what if, right? I mean, that is the what if that is used to justify always sending a military, uh, a, a combat force um, to to every single problem. You know that old saying when uh, when you're a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail. I think that's I think that's it. That's what starts to happen. Everybody starts to look like a crook when when the only and to their credit, that should be their only uh, angle. Their only angle should be. Uh, law enforcement but law enforcement can't deal with all the problems in a society and yet we spend money as if they are the only arm through which we have to deal with the problems in society that's what defund is about i'm still researching to make sure i believe in it so don't quote me on that but look it up for yourself and also thank you to everyone who protested um it's it's really amazing. I'm so like it's a, it's a wild time. It's very inspiring. It is. I a, haven't. It's like it's so nice to feel inspired. And most importantly, thank you to George Soros for funding all of those people. <laughs> okay, let's call you. our guests. Let's call our guests. We have an amazing guest tonight. We have two guests. Yes, we do. Our guests tonight: an amazing comedian, an amazing actor. They're married. They're awesome. You've seen him in Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> it's Patton Oswalt and Meredith Salinger. Hello. Hi, guys. Patton. Hello. <laughs> Meredith. Mo- How do you pronounce your name? Moshe. Oh, you did it. You nailed it first try, <laughs> Meredith. I'm impressed. You've met a Jew before. I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. <laughs> oh, good. You are Jewish. You should have no excuse. I'm Jewish. <laughs> no, because sometimes people say Moshe. You know Jew. Moshe. Mo- Which is it? Tell me the truth. No, it's Moshe, but it depends. If you're my uncle, it's Moshe. So whatever you like. Oh. Okay. What do you want? I want Moshe. <laughs> Let's stick with Moshe. Okay, then you're going to get Moshe. <laughs> hi, guys. Hi, Natasha. Thank you for having us. Of course. Thank um, you for doing it. How, how, are, how are you two faring? <sighs> <laughs> I feel like I mean, that's a rude question these days. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I, ha- I want to be honest with you and say, if it weren't for this podcast right now, this is like the first time we've like hung out together. <laughs> really I love that. So are you in separate rooms on the phone? On phones? No, right. No, right. The second we're sitting next to each other and we're having a glass of wine and we are listening to music before this whole thing started. No, but yeah. what are you real? What are you normally doing? He's downstairs watching a movie and I'm upstairs watching Dateline. <laughs> <laughs> I have to and say, I'm always trying to like, I'm, I'm always trying to lure her downstairs. Like, hey, let's watch a classic movie. Let's watch the Last Picture Show. <laughs> That's why she's like, well, there's a thing about a murder in Tulsa. No, okay. no, that's not what it is. Yeah, I have to like say, just... I have to say, Patton's treatment plan sounds a lot healthier than yours, Meredith. It's, <laughs> classic films sound like a better idea than Dateline any day. I know, but then he's super addicted to it, and he'll just watch classic films all the time. That is so much like... better than being addicted to the news. But wait, Meredith, I want to know. know. <laughs> What is the compulsion? What do you are you th- you're afraid you're going to miss? You're one of the people who you just no no no. It's it's not a compulsion. I just when there's a new Dateline, I like it because I love the you know the intrigue, and I also want to know 
I want to figure it out before they do. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like watching the dateline when they're like, and it could have been the ex-boyfriend, and it could have been the husband, and it could have been this person. And I'm like, it's the best friend the whole time. But again, <laughs> keep in mind, Meredith is going, well, there's a plague outside, and there's riots and racial unrest. Can't I just unwind with my murder <laughs> joke? And just, I need a piece of wreckage to cling to in this sea of filth. Oh, thank you, Dateline, for my weird Midwest murder show. No, it's either, I watch Rachel Maddow every night and Dateline whenever they have a new one, but there's never a new one, and this is going to sound really horrible to say but come on like get some more episodes but the problem is someone needs to be murdered so that's happen. well don't exactly. you worry some, this, someone will be it's coming this social it. distancing makes it really hard for people to murder each other that's what sucks that's the worst thing <laughs> that's so you know it's really hurting the dateline it's really hurting the dateline industry 48 hours dateline there's no crime well, we were actually told by our podcast producer that true crime podcasts are down 90 percent <laughs> Down? Oh, I because guess people, people have enough in real life. Yeah, I think that's what <laughs> it is. The darkness of real life is getting to people. But not for you, Meredith. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah, she's defiantly standing. She's defiantly clinging to hopelessness in the middle of hopelessness, which I love. <laughs> in a sea of hopelessness, she found an island yeah. of hopelessness. I like that you guys separate at night, though, because I always feel like we have to hang out together, and then I always end up watching something I don't want to watch. Hey, well, don't do me any favors. I'll go to Patton's basement and watch classic films <laughs> with him. <laughs> well, I, you well know, we well, do watch something. Like, there was a time, there are certain shows we definitely watch together, and the other one would be Murdered. <laughs> if they watched it by themselves. Yeah. So, um, so we do, we watch things together for sure. Although but, sometimes, look, by the way, I will, I have many times said, I am happy to come up with my iPad, put my headphones in and just read a book and listen to waves. And I don't need to disturb you. We can be in the same bed together. And she goes, I need to be alone with you. Right? <laughs> like she just, she's got to get her. First of all. That's and, not, and by the way, when she goes. Not, to, no, no, no. It's more like, can I have a minute by myself? Can you just, can I? When I see her, when I see her go in the kitchen and and get the mixing bowl full of smart food popcorn, I know that she's about to vanish (laughs) for like an hour. (laughs) I like that you know what you need though, because like, I feel like I would be like, yeah, Moshe, you can watch it with me, but it's probably more fun to watch it by yourself and your smart corn. Well, Pat, and I keep trying to pitch to Natasha that I'll bring the gaming console into our bedroom and set up a second television so that I can play Apex Legends (laughs) next to her as she watches, uh, you know, monarchy shows or whatever. No, not not a bite. Not not a bite. Wow. Oh, so hang on. So Natasha, um, the monarchy and the royals, that's your thing? Well, I like watching things like The Crown right now. I just started a show called The Great about <gasps> Catherine the Great. And, uh, you know, anything that's like Vic- Victorian we ladies. We love The Crown. Yeah. I, yes, yes, yes. I watched all of Victoria. I, I just, I like anything that's from like, you know, 100 years ago. Well, especially if it's like messed up people um uh who basically decided the fate of the world every day like bipolar manic depressive people that could tell a navy to go wipe out a country if they're having a bad morning it's fascinating to me like how smart were those two royals for getting out of that like i just think soon it's just going to be like what wait they're the queen (laughs) they live on like hectares of land that they don't share with anyone and you guys pay for their castles to get redecorated like what like right like they don't even get to run the government anymore now they're just chilling (laughs) right chilling in the estate That you know that is weird. There are two things that I could care less about, but could watch for hours. 
are royalty. We love that show, The Crown. I love that movie, The Queen, with Ellen Mirren. Yes. And then also, the world of high fashion. <laughs> I really? don't care about. And but any documentary like Unzipped or the November issue, I I don't know why because it's such a messed up way of living that I could just watch it for hours. It is fascinating. Glamour. You you like it. Pat. I'm like that That's with uh, mountain climbing. I, I love watching mountain climbing documentaries and I would never, never, I wouldn't even go on a, on a tall hill in a vehicle. <laughs> Yeah, that's like watching cooking shows. <laughs> well, did you watch that that documentary Free Solo? Yeah, amazing, amazing. It's the, the epic. Yeah, but the whole time you're going. So it's women. Is he gonna like? I almost wanted to take my phone out in the theater and go on Wikipedia and go, "Hey, did this guy die? Am I about to watch a snuff film?" Because they really <laughs> set it up that he's gonna die. No, it's one of, one of the most stressful watches ever. But the funny part to me about that about that is that the, having watched a few documentaries, is like actually it's the sequel to Free Solo that's really the kicker, which is he's going to die. He will die. That guy will die because he's gonna. <laughs> he's passionate and obsessed, and he's getting older like everybody else on Earth. So he'll keep climbing until the one day when his body just is a just the smallest bit too old to make that one move, and then there will be no more. <laughs> Wait, I want to ask Pat a question before we take a call because um, I'm just asking everyone who's a comedian. What do you mean take a call? Take a call? We're going to take a call. Didn't know about, did Wait, nobody, they didn't give you a heads up. You guys are going to give advice. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're an advice call. Oh, my God, what? Yeah, sorry. But, <laughs> come on, Meredith. I already have advice from you, so you, you're going to be good at it. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, yay. Okay, ask me a question. Okay, no, I just want to know, what do you think of the state of, of stand-up comedy? Is it dead? <laughs> Well, I mean, the just that question, of, that quick question. Yeah, we. I think we can agree right now. The state of stand-up comedy, it kind of doesn't exist. I mean, we we try. It was very clear very early on, and I, I'm guilty of I I dropped it on a couple of the Zoom shows just to watch them. Like maybe this is the new thing, and it was immediate. Like, oh no, this is really <laughs> bad. Like just people alone in their apartment, immediately going like, oh, it's really weird not hearing any laugh. And you, like you see <laughs> everyone's saying that. Yeah, it's just the worst. It's like, no, stand-up comedy, it's got to be people in a club. And if we can't have that back, then it's going to go away. I'm sorry. I don't want it to. I hope it comes back. But, uh. Yeah, no, it's like watching it magicians, will. but they don't have, like, the uh, any of the contraptions <laughs> that hide the illusion mechanism. It's just like, ta-da. <laughs> no, we saw right. it. And Mer- Meredith, the reason why it wouldn't come back is because the clubs will go under because they're not going to be able to make the money and pay the rents because people aren't right, going right. to they're not gonna be able to pack them. Yeah. So, you know, and then it's only like Actually, people. Yeah. Seeing comedy on Zoom, it's not like a magician with all the trapdoors exposed. It's like watching a magic show but it's just a close-up of the magician's face. He's going, now, what I'm doing now, I'm taking a handkerchief out of a wand. It was a wand, and now it's like a, a bouquet of flowers. Like, but I guess I kind of need to see this. It's like, spectacular, trust me. I, I swear. This is a good trick. <laughs> okay, I just want to know what he thought, because, I don't know, I, I, I always want people to like... What do you think? I mean, I have very negative thoughts about it, but I haven't really come to reckoning with it. So I'm hoping someone positive will tell me that I'm wrong. Well, do you guys miss it? Is it hard for you to write? Because I only write on stage. I haven't been writing. Same. You only write on stage? I have like general ideas, but I have to work them out in front of an audience. Wow. Yeah. Like that's when I do my stuff. And I just sitting down in a notebook, it just feel I, I feel I feel like it's the 50s and I'm just writing down 
what about these new hats on ladies? So then I just, like, write eight. Like, I just, it doesn't work. For you. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Weird. I'm, I'm the same way. So I, how are you getting your creative, uh, uh, what's your creative outlet right now then, if you're not doing that? Oh, God. Uh, well, I mean, trying to keep our daughter uh, entertained. <laughs> That's and, what I feel too, with, yeah. God, our creativity, pulling everything in there. And then just doing a lot of um, trying to write like a, either develop a screenplay or develop a show but that's also a prayer because what if films don't come back right well the, well gavin newsom just said aren't they opening it up in like two weeks that we'll be able to start going back i don't know how well, are they going to do it you Who guys I, I went no to fight scenes no kissing scenes i went to pick up food at a restaurant down the street from us tonight as a treat because i had gotten it before at, at, and they had a little takeout window everyone was in masks i walked by there tonight the p- restaurant was packed popping Oh, oh no! no. Everyone, also, no one had masks like, on. So... It was busier than I'd ever seen it. And then all the oh, workers are wearing masks. <laughs> Just in all, like all three sweet. dining rooms the were hospitals... full. And, yeah, uh, and pretty soon the hospitals will be completely full in like two weeks. I'm after, just kind of low, um, although, laying low for a few weeks. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think another yeah. don't go out. I gotta admit, no, I don't want to say this in a sadistic way. I am fascinated to see uh, the movies and TV shows with the actors who've been in quarantine all this time. So we're going to have a couple episodes where everyone's pale and bloated. And, like they clearly have their, their quarantine weight on where they were just, I, I had meat thins for dinner. I mean, look, I, it's like, everyone's going to suddenly have to go on some kind of crash workout just to get camera ready. I love that. Or maybe not. Maybe, maybe we won't be able to see it. Like maybe we just will all, our, our perception will adjust 10 pounds heavier. <laughs> And we'll just go, oh, that's that's a, oh, look at that that's hard body over there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but we're all in happy, fun relationships. I think that people who are single and want to date and, you know, it's not like people were there with their families. I think people are going crazy for interaction and they're like, OK, at this point, I can have a dinner with someone. I think this yeah. is literally the perfect time to fall in love. <laughs> Oh, totally. <laughs> me, me and Natasha aren't a marriage of love, though. We're a, this is a citizenship. Uh, this is a green card thing, but that's neither here nor there. Wait, but you think this is a romantic time, Meredith? Well, I don't think it's a romantic no, time. What I, this is the thing. You know how, like, all the mothers say to their single daughters, like, you're never going to meet him sitting at home in your pajamas eating ice cream. You need to go out. I'm, if you've been dating everybody in the entire universe and everybody is not somebody you want to be with. So your mother says that to you a thousand times. And then suddenly you end up meeting the man you marry sitting at home in your pajamas. <laughs> right. I met Patton on, we met, we, we only texted each other for like three months. Really? Like yeah. we didn't meet in person. We didn't talk. I didn't even know his voice. Like I didn't know anything. You didn't know his voice? Fact- <laughs> He's famous for his voice. He was the voice of Ratatouille. <laughs> Yeah, come on. <laughs> like, I, I no, I like know what you mean, though. On the phone before I met him. Well, that's not true. I spoke to you like two days before that's I met you. Just on the phone, though. Did you live yeah. somewhere else, yeah. Meredith? I... No, 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 no. They were just going um, slow, which I totally appreciate. I love that. Yeah. No, no, it was like I brought her over from Uzbekistan. <laughs> <laughs> Your English is really remarkable, Meredith. Oh, it's it's remarkable. all phonetic, but it's amazing. <laughs> um, no, a friend of ours had a dinner party, 
and she invited like 15 people on a Facebook text thread and everybody went except Patton and like the day after the dinner party I texted on the text thread I was like that was the best dinner party ever and then I said to the guy who didn't show dude you missed the best fucking moment are we allowed to say that word yeah 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 I said you missed the best lasagna in the world and then he like DM me and he's like, oh, I'm supposed to be there, blah, blah, blah. And then we just started, I happened to be online right at that moment. And I was like, hey, hi. And then we just talked for like, we just kept texting back and forth for like two hours. And then he's like, um, I have to put my daughter to bed. Same time, you. this is fun. Same time tomorrow. And I was like, sure. Oh, and Patton then we made the again. move. I didn't, Patton, you got game. I didn't <laughs> well, know. But it wasn't even like me being. No, a, we weren't like flirting. I just wanted to, someone to talk to at night. Like I missed that so much. We weren't a hundred percent not flirting. It, 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 we just happened okay. to be talking about. It was right when Trump was becoming. Right. It was yeah. like right when there was a lot of Trump stuff. Not yeah. that there hasn't been every single day, but it was sort of at the beginning of this. Like someone to bitch to, yeah. And then and early we were talking 20s, about that, yeah. and then we were talking about. <laughs> food and stupid stuff and then i mean that's just... very romantic i mean isn't that wild i'm sure you guys have thought this mathematic through a lot but just hearing your story it's like what if you had decided not to send that text that night and just been like that was a nice party and kept it to yourself wait no here's here's what i keep saying what if he had shown up at the dinner party right. <laughs> we'd never be together. <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> i would have seen him and we would have been like hi and i would have you know, maybe laughed with him for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> been my, you know. That is so my God, beautiful. I love that. Thank God for distancing. Yeah, that's yeah. so nice. I love that. That is really So sweet. that's what I'm saying, why this is the perfect time to fall in love. Because, you know, you have to actually communicate with the person and find out what they're actually about. And you kind that of might true. like them. You can't get them. together anytime soon. You can't really date now. So why they, not they're like, dating do what we did? Yeah, <laughs> or you can go to <laughs> right, singles night at <laughs> They're dating hard. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just saying that's yeah. one restaurant, so I think a lot of them are. Yeah, yeah right. Um, I, I yeah. think that's a really good point. We've actually talked to a lot of people that have been, you know, doing these long-term Tinder romances, and I don't know what we have in store tonight. Are you guys down to do a phone call or two with us? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. I'm ready to swing some weeks. So let's do it. A big yes, I'm very excited. All right, we're good. <laughs> I want to hear what people have to say. Let's do it. Okay, let's call Sarah in Maryland. Oh, Marilyn. Are you like calling her? Well, the producer like arranged it. Hello? Oh, cool. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hi, it's Moshe Kasher and Natasha Legero. And we're here with our friends Patton Oswald and Meredith Salinger. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi, Sarah. (laughs) How's it going? I've never heard anyone (laughs) fawn over us. Yeah, they always <laughs> fawn over the guests, don't they? Um, what time is it there? Are you fast asleep? What's that? Are you fast asleep over there? What is it like super late in Maryland right now? It's almost 1, 1 a.m., but it's fine. <gasps> oh, my God. We're I'm in quarantine. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah, yeah, for real. We don't want people to know we abuse our guests. Time has no meaning. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, Sarah, Sarah. Are you calling from yeah. uh, Balmer, dear? Is you calling out right from Balmer? Oh, God. <laughs> he's, he's doing accents. No. No. He's going... no. 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 He's not, no, he's not in the city, dear, hon. Is this a no. Ratatouille? Yeah, I, no, this is a Maryland. Not not fawning <laughs> anymore, not are you, Sarah? That's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, gross. <laughs> okay. Sarah, kick it. What's happening? Why do you contact us? How can What's we up? help you? Well, yeah. 
I have to say this, Natasha, you posted a photo. I know you're not a politics podcast. You posted a photo of you and Bernie. Or, I'm sorry, promoting Bernie. It made me so happy. And I just wanted to say that I love that about you. And I love you guys' podcast so much. Oh, thank you. Anyway. Sarah. <laughs> yeah yeah well um, so much for bernie okay so, i know uh, i know i know um so where do i begin so about three weeks into quarantine um my husband comes to me and he says hey um my brother-in-law who's actually his best friend is going to come stay with us because mm. my sister and him <laughs> are uh-huh. having some marital problems. Ooh. And um, I didn't know anything about what was going on. You know, this is a surprise to me. Um, you know, my sister hadn't reached out to me about anything. Um, and this is the first time that I was finding this out. Um, tried to pry a little bit more and ended up finding out that my brother-in-law found out during quarantine that my sister has been having an affair. <laughs> Wait, you're related to the you're related to the affair person, not to the guy moving yes. in. Yes, yes. So here oh. lies my problem. Wait Thank a minute, you, Moshe, for bringing it. Yes. <laughs> no, so so, so actually, gotta... my... Patton, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. no, no, no. Actually, say, I, I want to get You found out more. You, you, what happened? Well, so so basically, what happened was. Um, my husband and I met, we've been married for 10 years. We actually met through my brother-in-law and my sister. And so okay. the four of us have always been really close. Um, and basically my brother-in-law needed somewhere to stay and he had nowhere else to go. Um, and so when he came over, um, my husband was like, look, you're not supposed to know about this. You're not supposed to know anything. Oh my God. Please, please keep this. Yeah. Please, please, please you know, during a, right. Don't, during a pandemic, I've got two children. I'm like worried about like keeping the house clean, but here I am also caring for my husband, my, my brother-in-law and also you're like, their who, child. You're like, who would I tell? Who Wait. would I talk to right. about this? Exactly. Their child moved so, in too? Yeah. What it has, yeah. It so so, but I'm not supposed to know anything, right? So this is, I think, late March. You're not supposed to know anything. Well, from she's the she's. I think she's right, but you're taking us through it, right? So this is March. So has right. there been a development? March. So two and a half months now later, I'm still not supposed to know. <laughs> he has stayed over at our house um, sporadically <laughs> because of this whole thing, um, probably four or five more times. And I'm still not supposed to know. Nobody's supposed to know except my husband. Wait, where does he go when he's not staying at your house? Yeah, he goes back to her. So he does he have someplace to else to go. It's his house. Yeah, I mean, right. He has but... his house to go to. Exactly. Well, but so when they're they fighting, felt he like you. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's clear yeah. to me what you have to do, Sarah. You, and I'm sorry to say this, but you have to fuck your brother-in-law. Um, there's just no way around it. I don't see a way. I'm not sure I see a way out of balance. this. That's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. This is yin and yang. You've got to balance the force. Um, hard pass. You, you're the one sure. to bring balance to the force. That's right. <laughs> hard pass. Um, I mean, I, I don't. I, I would not like it if my husband wanted me to keep a secret from someone. 
No, this is totally unacceptable. It's your sister. No. No. (laughs) Well, also, my sister has not reached out to me about it. And I think a big part of it, too, is like from the things that I've been hearing about it, I'll say this, like they have always been the couple that my husband and I have looked up to. They've been married for like 15 years. And when I found this out, it was literally like just a, it just came out of nowhere. Um, and I think a part of the reason why I do want to reach out to her is like, so the first week that he was staying with me, he was obviously like devastated about it, staying in, in the guest room with the door closed, you know, and her, like by contrast, She's, you know, I follow her on social media. She's like posting photos of her food and like living my best life, <laughs> like, you know, doing oh, live God. streams of like, you know, makeup tutorials and just like, it was, it was just such a huge contrast. And like, this has kind of been the pattern is that like, he'll come over here and he'll be really upset about it. And then she just kind of, it just seems like. Do you like have nothing. a good relationship with your sister? Can you? Yeah. Do you guys get along? Are you friends with your sister? Can you say you seem different. What's happening? What's going on in your life? <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what I want to do. But at the same time, like there obviously is a reason why they haven't told me about it. And like, they've wanted to keep it a secret. And like, I know that oh, wait, they're the, trying wait, hold to like, on. go to therapy. Sarah, the brother-in-law also thinks you don't know. I mean, I would assume that he probably knows that I know by now, but yes, it's, it's, it's why is your one husband of these things where it's like, it's Why like your husband's making you like, play it's... like an improv game right now, right? <laughs> like, you have to, you can't talk to one person. Like, this is insane. But, like, what's the deal? Your sister knows her husband's not there. He has to be somewhere. What's the big deal yeah. if he's staying at your place? Yeah. At least he's it's at like your the place worst episode of Three's Company um, ever. <laughs> he's trying to take revenge on. <laughs> she knows that he comes here. That's another thing. Okay, it's so like no. Knows okay, well, so what, basically he... everybody knows, and you're just being silenced by your husband. That sounds and, and exactly right, Meredith. The, and my brother-in-law. Yeah. Whatever the details really? are of it, we don't even need to know. The real thing is that, like, I really think that this quarantine is making us all, like, really think about our lives and what we want. And I think you might need some new boundaries in your life. And, you know, it, it, it's it, this and, and also, like, limits to what you're comfortable with. And I, I just think this is mm-hmm. going to when you guys get out of this, you're going to need a little bit of space from these people too because it's like yeah you need yeah I, I that's that's my thought but do you think i should reach out to her like do you think that i should be like hey like what the hell is going on like this is not like you are you okay like meredith that's really, you like- meredith was saying yeah if you have a good enough relate i mean i liked but see mm-hmm. meredith you have this really like easy way about you some people can't just be like breezy you know yeah it's right true. well it depends on the relationship if it's if it's an awkward relationship with your sister you know that's one thing but if you guys are friends and you're like what's happening i've sensed this change what's going on in your life and you know give her an opportunity to talk to you. maybe she doesn't have an opening mm-hmm. yeah Patton, what do you think well, I have one more question, though. So his kid is also coming over to the house, right? Yes. Yes. How do you... Her nephew or niece. So do you, do you think that, you're, that, that his child is aware of anything? Or are they suspicious? Are they confused? Yes. Or what's going on? So that's another part of it, too. Like I said, there's so many pieces to this. But sometimes they'll even like say, hey, could you watch our child while we go and we talk and Mm. it's, you know, and they, 
their child has asked me I, like you know what I think I think everybody knows everything and everybody's playing some game where you're yeah. trying to pretend <laughs> that you all don't know what's really happening and I think you need to say to your sister hey we all kind of know what's going on here. Are you okay? Do you need something? What's mm-hmm. going on? I, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's, I that's bold, yeah. but I think that that's, that's good. I totally agree. And, and you're not going to get in trouble for caring. It's not like it's a secret that you, you're not revealing anything. But it's Meredith, just, hey, what does she do? On? What does she do if her husband gets mad at no, her? No, well, that's the other, the other issue here is that that's what I keep hearing. I keep hearing my sister, my brother-in-law, but the actual culprit in this story is neither of them. They're just having a messy yeah. life like we all have. The culprit is your mm-hmm. husband who's asking you to basically traffic in espionage <laughs> between yeah. your, your family and your and your home. It's like... Do you well, gotta... he's trying also trying to protect like his best friend's privacy. No, no, it's no, just... no, 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 no. He doesn't... his privacy. It's your yeah. family. That's your sister. That's yeah. your husband. That's your nephew. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. you guys are a family. There's no privacy. It's just... Yeah. And he's your husband, their best friend. Who and also, like Meredith just said, even though it's not being spoken, everyone knows what's yeah. going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, yeah. You're, it's just it's just not being spoken, but everyone knows it's happening, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think you need to have, it sounds like you have to have two conversations. One is with your sister and just say, hey, I love you. I know what's going on. Or A, I hate you. I know what's going on. And one with your husband, like, I'm sorry, I will not continue to... To to uh, to pretend that I don't know this stuff, it's not fair of you to ask yeah. me to do that. Also, and also, just FYI, mm-hmm. the people you're telling me to keep it from are my sister. You're right. <laughs> right. Like it, it, that's it, a terrible it, position it's buddy, to be but in. It's your sister. So you know what? He doesn't yeah. get a right to tell you that you do don't you, get a no. By the way, do you know who she's having an affair with? Do you know the person? Is it? It's actually it's really funny because I met him. It's not funny, but I actually it's saw your brother, them isn't walking. it? No, <laughs> I saw them walking downtown one night when I was out with my friends, it was just the two of them. And I was like, Hey, Hey sis, what's oh. up? What are you guys doing? Who is this? And she's oh, like, Oh, yikes. this is just oh. my friend. And, I, and I, like, she, she honestly, she has a lot of gay. Why do you think she's reluctant to tell you? I don't know. We're well, gay friends. And I thought maybe that was just But here, here's what I really believe though. If, if you, if you fast forward six months, if I had to bet, I would say she's living her best life. She's not getting back together with him. Now you've got this like guy on your, in your life. Who's your husband's best friend. It's like, they're not going to stay together. She's like, clearly doesn't like him anymore. That's obvious. to me. (laughs) And that's what I want to say to him is like, just, just, you guys put in a good 15 years. Like yeah. just, just it. You, you can know? also like, say to your sister, trying to get him to come back. I'm, I'm here to talk if you need me to yeah, talk I you through any of advice. this. Um, right, before right. we let you go, Sarah, um, Meredith, Patton, any any parting words? Um, you know, take your sister out for some cod and some natty bows. <laughs> yeah, do no. it the, the Maryland way. Do it the Maryland <laughs> way. God, with some uh, seasoned salt and. Uh... <laughs> no, you just good. be your strong self, and you say to your sister, "Hey, a lot's going on. I think we should talk about it, and just be real, yeah. and just don't be afraid, good and don't advice. be afraid to tell your husband what you feel, and just be straight yeah. up. And Great also, you just tell your husband." I'm not even saying this in any kind of defiant way. I you can't you can't treat me like this. I'm not I'm not 11 years old. I I I should be able to talk who I need to talk to. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like you could just say that in a very You're reasonable like, way. Like this this ain't the Catholic Church. No one needs to keep a secret. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. spotlight, all right? Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. Bring oxygen into this whole situation because this is a, a yeah. smoldering mess. 
Sarah, good yeah. luck. This is sticky, and we uh, uh, don't Sarah, envy you. Sorry. Yes, we are okay. sorry. Okay, bye. Okay, bye bye. Bye, Sarah. Good luck. Patton, if you had more, you can say it because she'll listen to the podcast. That's true. We often talk about our guests afterwards. Say, really quick, what, what uh, Moshe said. Yeah, it's sticky, but also it's not sticky. If, if she just laid it out the way that Meredith was, was saying, yeah, I got I to talk. It's my sister. I got to talk to her. It's sticky if you make it sticky. It's right, like if right. you can't be straight up honest at the start, things get sticky. Totally. Hey, baby, our daughter just came in. Are we waking you up? We're on a very important call. We're currently podcasting. <laughs> Just say hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. Say that. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. Hi. <laughs> hi, Alice. What do you I'm think? Go this... back to sleep. What should Sarah do? Uh, I'm not going to. Wait, I'm Alice, gonna... we're actually really for real on a phone. We're, we're actually doing like an we're advice doing a podcast <laughs> on, on somewhere. Thank on you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> No, but what, what, Meredith, what you were saying about stickiness is like, yes, it's sticky. And it's like the husband came home with like a gallon of honey and was just like pouring it all over the house. Going like, let's just yes. deal with this. It's all good. Right. Um, what do you guys yeah, think? Don't, don't act like you're stepping in honey. What do you guys think? You have, you have, are you uh, up for one more? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Let's fun. do one oh more. My God, you guys do this? Yeah. This, this is, is what fun. we do. <laughs> oh my God. I love this. We got oh wow another in East... North Dakota. Hey, actually no, Patton, you're going to be able to stretch your um your <laughs> accent skills up the eastern seaboard. We're going to be calling Jay in Maine. Oh, Maine! Maine. Wow. Lobsters. Uh, lobsters. Lobsters. Finest kind, yeah. Finest kind. Maine. I look like a mitten. I don't really know well, Maine accent. I gotta go right. Uh, I, hope, I hope that we have Pennywise the clown isn't down on the sewers. I don't know. I, the only thing I know about Maine is Stephen King. I'm Stephen sorry. King. Yes. Oh, to be Stephen King in Maine. Stephen King and libertarians. So that's basically... Snorting lines of coke off of his typewriter in the seventies. That sounds yeah, like exactly. cool. All right, let's call Jay. Oh, it's a boy, I think. Mm. Oh, it's a boy. It's a boy. I love this. Natasha, you have a great life. Hi, hi, Jay. <laughs> hi. It's Natasha Legero, Moshe Kasher, and we're here with our friends Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswald. Hello, hello. Oh, hi, hi Jay. Good. Oh, hi. Yeah. Did I mention Moshe? Yeah, you mentioned me. How you doing, Jay? <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned him. <laughs> Our last caller was a lot more excited about the call. You seem really laid back. Yeah, I am pretty just laid back in general. All right. Well, but I am very excited. Oh, good. Well, why did you contact us? How can we? How can we help? What's your situation? Uh, well, I basically contact you because me and my boyfriend aren't fucking anymore. <laughs> uh, just to be blind about it. Yeah. No, I love it. Hang on. Let me, uh, guys. Let me get Alice down here again. Hang on. Alice. <laughs> How old is she now? Seven? She's 11. She's 11. Okay. She'd know just what to do. Okay. <laughs> she, she'd know what that. So how come? What's up? Um, I don't really know. I don't know if it's because of the whole like pandemic thing or something. I mean, that's probably it. I think that's kind of like on everyone's mind, but... Are you guys... um, yeah, it's just really annoying. I don't know. We used to we used to be all about fucking. I mean, we're in like almost a year together. I've never been in a relationship this long, so maybe it's normal. You stop fucking as much when you 
or this long. Well, take us together. Through, take us through the numbers. What did it used to be? What is it now? How long has it been? All right, so it's probably been like I don't know, almost a month. And we used to, I don't know, like once a day, just about in the beginning, and once then like day. every couple days. Once a day yeah. to have. Oh, it's been almost a month. And do you guys live together? I uh, know, but we're we all are at each other's houses like every other day or so uh, now. It's been a year, been a month. I mean, this is a very unprecedented, you know, thing. So this is. I, I wonder what this would do because you guys didn't really decide to move in with each other yet. But now there's nothing else going on, so you're probably spending a little more time with each other than you normally would. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We kind of, and I never, I've never been in like a serious relationship like this. So um, I don't know. I mean, I've seen in movies that they long you're together, you don't fuck as much. Is that normal? Yes, but I would say it doesn't go from every day to thirty day uh, dry spell. That yeah. doesn't seem. That seems like there's more. Go- what do you guys think, Patton? Meredith, you still there? Uh, yeah, I'm still here. Meredith is coming back. She just had to let the cat in the room. She was scratching. Uh, oh, was um, that your door yeah, opening? The, uh, the well, we uh, we have a cat hanging out here with us. Um, Hi. No, please. I mean, it, just, the, it really I mean, sounded it like. I just gonna be honest. It sounded like someone, one of the three people, was like just letting out really long farts, and I think it was your door opening. Oh, but we were having a no, real crisis. No, it is. Oh, it's our leather chair. Oh. <laughs> we both reclining. Blame it on the door. Well, oh you're so well, Jay. You're in Maine, so we kind of assumed it was you. You know, just like a lumberjack, just kind of like sawing logs or whatever. But yeah, we just didn't know what to no, say. I'm, oh, sorry. I'm definitely Hang not on, a lumberjack. No. Okay. Wait, we're just gonna pause for a second. Oh wait, did he say that? Wait. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. That's the chair. I was recording. Patton, we were being so polite for so long, but it just we couldn't we, we couldn't wait anymore. I mean, we just were freaking out because we're videotaping ourselves right now, Patton, for YouTube, and Natasha and I were giving each other looks and going, "Is it Jay? Is it them? Like who is?" It? Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture of the chair and send it to you. Oh Alex. yes, please. <laughs> I will. Oh god, I'll videotape it. Because. <laughs> It tapers yeah. off, but but what? Okay, we need to get back to our little friend. Oh yeah, to Jay. Oh, no, I mean, Let's Jay. get back to Jay. But, Jay. Well, right. it, it tapers <laughs> off, but this feels like a switch got thrown. Like like to go from once a day to then a month and nothing. That's like wait wait a minute. Totally. Do you come on to him, yeah. Jay? Do you do you make moves? And he are you rebuffed? Yeah, I'm usually the one that starts it. Like I'm, I was like more of the dom, and he's like the sub. Because we're into like that type of shit, but um, do you do it like main themed though? Are there like axes and like wool beanies and stuff like that? Yeah, there is, and like just lobster and butter. Yeah, no, but uh, I mean, uh, does he turn you down? I just I keep getting rejected. Oh, that's bad. You know, I do have I do have a bit of advice about this. Uh, I would say obviously the answer is that you should talk about this. Have you talked about it? Yeah. Yeah, not really. I don't know how to bring it up. It seems well. I have a, I have a bit of advice. I have a bit of advice on how to talk about it, or how not to talk about it. What you should not do, okay. in my opinion, is try to hook up with him, get rejected, and then say, "How come we never have sex anymore?" Because mm-hmm. then everybody's embarrassed and has the the awkwardness of sexuality involved, and it, just don't do it in the bedroom. Do it during the day. 
in daylight hours when there's nothing sexy happening just have a real conversation yeah. and just say what's going on you know we used to have sex a lot now we don't let's talk i feel like we need to get this out in the open yeah that makes sense i mean yeah just i mean he he like doesn't have his he's not working right now he's a massage therapist so that's not really happening right now so probably like stressed out about stuff i mean i'm stressed out too like my tanning salon's closed like me being pale is my dead grandmother like, okay just... okay jay <laughs> look I, I hate to I hate to interject, but that um, someone who that's his work and that's his job and that's been cut off. Just keep in mind, maybe one of the reasons for the drop off is we are living in a very extraordinary situation totally. and people are going to deal with it in different and sometimes extreme ways. And the reason could just be very, very benign. And like Moshe said, if you don't bring it up during the act, just bring it up later, go, hey. What is going on? I'm concerned. This means a lot to me and it's not happening. He could very well just go, you know what? Because I can't do my job, I don't feel like I am myself. And it's just I'm shutting down right now. And that does happen. You know, wait, that's how I feel. These are are extraordinary (laughs) times. So that was very that, that was, in mind. but you're right people are all processing it in different ways i mean how how is yeah, how are the stress. how are the other aspects of your relationship do you guys like watch movies and have fun and cuddle or do anything like that yeah we do everything else is pretty normal actually pretty good like i'm pretty happy with them in every other aspect it's just yeah, we just haven't really been having sex as much as we used to. Yeah, I mean, you you basically you're just going to have to have take the awkward bit in your teeth and have an awkward conversation. I mean, you're yeah. a dom, you're a dom, dude. You got to get out there and dom <laughs> em, emotionally dom, you know? You got to get yeah. out there and say say hey, hey you little piggy, you sit down. We need to we need to chit-chat about my emotional needs, my physical needs, you you little pig, you, or something like that. I don't know how it goes. I will say I had a boyfriend once, and he wasn't having sex with me, and I asked him about it, and he would always get really mad. <laughs> okay, well, that might happen, but you got to find out. So I yeah. never go to that because I'm afraid, because I'm like, oh, maybe people don't want to talk about that. Do we lose Jay? Jay? <laughs> Jay's dead. Oh, poor Jay. Oh, you well, know, listen, you know what got I him? Wondered at, I, Jay, the, if you're listening, I mean, if you could offer any tips on like how to, because oh. your partner, you say he still watches movies with you. Like, how how do you get him to do that? Like, oh. like let's <laughs> say your partner is like going upstairs and like watching Dateline when you want to watch <laughs> Searchers with them, and you really feel like maybe there's not a connection anymore. I'd love to hear any tips you can. I'll take my answer off the air. No, I think we have him, Jay. Yeah, I'm here. Jay, we thought the Tommy knockers got you. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you, Patton. I know you I you knew you'd be the only one who got it. But yeah. but really quickly, Meredith, you gotta give Patton a Turner Classic movie once in a while. That is true. Because we'll it's give gonna you enrich your life. Oh my God. Okay, good. I it's not that I don't. You just said you know, what's the typical? I know I hear the typical you. is that. Of but course. there are times that I sit down here with him. What was that movie we watched? <laughs> yeah, stand by, Jay. Don't even remember. No, we watched like right. we watched like two movies a week together. Okay. Well, I, I feel bad for Jay because we were just kind of like, you know, he, he's got it. Well, he's got to do this really hard thing, which right. I was just saying. Yeah, I know. It sucks to say that because you have to pre- also maybe mentally. Is this bad to say mentally prepare yourself for a bad answer? It's true. Yes, of course. But there's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But there's nothing good that comes from not knowing, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. it's like. Yeah. 
it's like getting a cancer test. It's like you don't want to get it because you're scared yeah. you have it, but it's not going to be good to have it and not you know. You need to know what's up. Yeah. And, and one thing I like. Yeah, I'd rather know. I like just knowing. I hate, like, I like, I'd be, I like being upfront about stuff. So it'll probably just be better than just to wonder sure. and you... call podcasts about it. <laughs> but you could also tell him if, <laughs> if, you're, if you are open sexually, which I'm, you seem like you are, like, you could say, like, is there something else you would like? Like, is there something else I can do? Like, I really want to. You know, right. make you happy. I'll be, yeah. the, I'll be the pig. Just let me know what you need me to be. <laughs> but that yeah. might be nice to know. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. M- Meredith, do you have any thoughts? So many. <laughs> <laughs> Often. And no, I didn't mean generally. I'm sorry. No, I, <laughs> no, I know what you meant. <laughs> Just generally, what's on your mind? <laughs> no, I 100% knew what you meant. Um, no, I mean, I just, you know, honestly, is always going to be my number one go-to which is like hey what's up totally what's going on i know yeah. change. that'll just be my mantra i suppose yeah and, and i, I think like what, what Patton was saying is so true it's like and i think it i don't know if it women feel this way but i feel like a lot of men their their finances and their job is tied to their feelings of of manhood and you feel impotent when you're when you're when your career isn't where you want it to be and that could be all it is he could feel sort of spiritually impotent and like you know, not so that could be it. That could be all that it is, or it could be something worse. And you want to know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So what I'll do, I'll just kind of ask him randomly out of the blue. Maybe <laughs> like when we're in public or hanging out with friends. Yeah, great <laughs> idea. You got our our <laughs> advice exactly right. <laughs> no, but maybe morning yeah. coffee is a good like. What's the time that you guys spend together that you can like talk and kind of catch up and see what you're doing for the day and you know. Just... Yeah, like morning coffee or after work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think the, or take them to a protest march. It's loud. If you need to yell at each other, like it's. <laughs> Why aren't we having that? Yeah, what right. is going on? <laughs> And you can get away easily if you get bad adv- bad news. You can just slip into the crowd and go find somebody else. Yeah. Ho ho! Hey hey! We used to have sex once a day. Ho ho! Hey hey! We, you know, like just see if that works. Oh, they're making signs. Yeah. Jay, do we do we help you at all? I think we helped. We must have helped. You just got uh, that. Yeah. The advice is obvious. You just have to fucking take the bit in your teeth, like uh, James Con did. In misery, when he was going to get his uh, oh feet sledgehammed, and <laughs> another King classic, and you just got to get slammed yeah. and find out what's up with your cock duty yeah. relationship. Jay, sometimes yeah. you've got to corner your problems in a pinto on a hot day, and you've got to be the rabbit Saint Bernard <laughs> that just is growling and getting that problem to admit, you know, what is going on. No, you, yeah, you have to take a stand. You have to take a stand, not just a stand. You have to take the stand. You have to take the stand. You really do. Yeah, it's the really stand. important. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is... And then if, if you carry through, it'll all be shining. You know, that's, that's the main thing. And Damn. you're the dom, dude. You're the gunslinger. You are the one who slings the yeah. gun. I don't even think Jay knows yeah. what you guys are doing. I'm just saying your relationship sure has become doesn't. a dark tower and you need to figure it out. Yes. Okay. Really All right. Well, Jay, you're welcome, and uh, try to <laughs> try to keep a brave face. Good luck. Good luck, Jay. I will. Let us know what happens. We want to know. Keep in touch with us. Yeah. All right. Good luck, man. Okay. Thank goodbye, you guys. Jay. This is awesome. Good night. Bye. Meredith, I like how you just have this like general lo- loving 
feeling that you just kind of you're very honest like do you just kind of like I like the idea of having a mantra of how you want to deal with situations I think that must well I just came up with that in that three seconds (laughs) (laughs) well I I like how you bullshit Meredith and you do it really convincingly (laughs) no but just even talking to her she's like your instincts are my instincts are not to be open usually Hmm. with Moshe a little bit but yeah um no, when I said it, I guess I, I do feel that way all the time, but I just said, oh, I guess that's my mantra. But I never thought of it like that before. Well, mantras come quickly sometimes. You guys, that was like that. you guys, that was so much fun. You guys were so fun. Uh, I just loved it. Oh, my God. You guys are so fun. That was what awesome. It, wow. Meredith is, is genuinely over? jealous. I think she wants to do this for, for a living. <laughs> that's so fun. You guys are going to be like, so like with the New podcast. podcast coming out. And, um, yeah. <laughs> we don't have a lot going on right now. And, um, well, we'll just do a part two of yours. And now we're going to hand off the mic to Rachel Maddow and to Wait, Lawrence O'Donnell. I, I have a question for you guys. Do you have any, do you have any, like, uh, any, any tips, anything you've learned in quarantine, dealing with re- relationships, each other, anything that Let can help me in motion? Someone have their morning coffee before you try to talk to them. Yeah, literally. Like by okay. the way, yes, that she kind of said that as a joke, but we have, there's an unspoken, like, let her have her coffee. Let daddy have his tea. Let them get caffeinated, because if not, you're not going to get the full person. So we that's just for him, by the way. We're very respectful for uh, being fueled up. That's funny because Moshe is like that. I I I always try to like bombard him before his coffee. (laughs) I'm just not even functional. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not even grumpy. I'm just not human. But I I haven't learned that. I'm just like, hey, what are we doing here? What is Wednesday? You know what I might do? I might find. I might. Here. I yeah. might find if there's a company out there that makes a t-shirt that says don't even talk to me till I've had my coffee <laughs> and if up. they do manufacture such an item maybe I'll buy it <laughs> for me and Pat <laughs> you should put it on a mug yeah, yeah that's a great a idea mug. Meredith oh. wow. me and Meredith are bringing it you guys are just anti-social it's <laughs> okay, not okay fine <laughs> um, we're bef- like little like the little dogs that are like Yep, that's right. Well, well, before we let you guys go, uh, speaking of being antisocial, Patton, do you have a do you have a top three or just three movie recommendations from quarantine for our for our listeners and for us? Oh yes, yes. Can oh. I be one of the people who says the yes, recommendation? Yes, no, we yes. want we want yours um, too. Oh well, I'm not going to have three of my own. No, just do what, what came to mind. I want to know. Um, that one we just saw, the the thing of night. That oh, one. God. There's a movie that's on Amazon Prime right now called The Vast of Night. Oh, my God. It's so good. The Vast and of this Night. This is a first-time filmmaker. I don't think they spent more than 20 grand on this movie. But it, and it looks, looks like it's $8 million. It's Look, this guy is, oh, this is the start of a huge career. Oh, cool. It, it is it's such really a, cool. It's like mysterious. Beautiful it's, name. It's, it's the so Vast of Night. You must, must. Okay. The Vast the of Night. Vast I don't want to tell you what it's about. And it's short. It's yeah, like watch it. an hour and 20 minutes. It's so what else? Good. Love that. We're um, watching that. The Vast of Night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we also um, it's uh, there's a new horror movie that I I'm, I'm not recommending. I'm going to watch it tomorrow morning without Meredith because I hear this one is really bad news. But it's called The Deeper You Dig. And Ooh, if you I go like the sound of that. I love the yet. sound of that. It's no. on, well, it's on iTunes. Every review I've read. But the Willoughby's had a high review. Hang on. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. Um, the deeper you but dig, this, it's one of the creepiest trailers I've seen in a long time. It's called "The Deeper You Dig." Oh. I love that, and it really freaked me out. So I'm gonna, <clears throat> I'm recommending me watching it tomorrow. Great. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, oh, and you know what's a really, really good 
quarantine movie. I watched it again. My daughter saw it for the first time. It's the movie Groundhog Day. No, Raising Arizona. Oh, well, okay. Raising Arizona is just a wonderful film. All the time. But Groundhog Day is about being stuck in the same day over and over and trying to make it have meaning and worth. I love that. Okay, I got, we got four now. That we I got four that. out of you. And I would love to watch that movie too, like because I've been thinking about that movie. But also, it's like I can't figure out if I like it or hate it. Uh, not the movie, the, the 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 being stuck in the same thing. Oh. Yeah. I'm starting well, to feel like I went so- for a walk yesterday, and then I, I saw my house, and I was like, I need to get home. <laughs> <laughs> like I just had this yeah. feeling that I needed to get back home, and I felt like kind of weird about that. I don't know, like. You know, yes, and it, it's also strange where he goes through the stages of first he's kind of bewildered, like how do I do this? Then he's like, I can eat all the junk food I want. I can do whatever this is, you know. And so I think, and then he's like, wait a minute, I got to make this actually matter because I think a lot of us went through the um, okay, it's gonna stay inside. I'm gonna catch up on all my shows and just play video games. And after a week, like that, just sort of gets a little sour, and you're like, wait a minute, I do need some pushback and some meaning or something, you know, mm-hmm. and then you have to find, figure that out for yourself. And it's kind of amazing. I, I love like that. that. Good. We're going to watch those movies. Yeah. Oh, I was, I, I'm going to yeah. just, I, I, I'm going to just say this to the listeners before we let you go. The, the times that we're living through are so insane. And Natasha was looking at this list of movies that would kind of help people that feel like they don't have an understanding of what's happening right now and she was like have you watched mm-hmm. the, thir- the have you watched the 13th on Netflix and I I watched it a long time ago and I I just to anybody out there listening that's like how did we get here the 13th is so good Ava DuVernay's documentary on Netflix about the prison industrial complex and yeah. the 13th amendment I recommend that to everybody listening and uh and then also we're watching that's it. Good it's good, huh? And, and I want to recommend Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh yeah, we just watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with our daughter. That was <laughs> oh, so I great. Love that. I just, I just oh. love that she liked it, and yeah. it made me feel. Re- and also, The Wizard of Oz was great to we watch watched right that now too. because it really felt mm-hmm. like uh, I, I felt I really related to it this time around. And what are we watching right now? We're watching this this El- Elliot Gould. Is it the Long Goodbye? Yeah, the Long. Have you seen that? Oh. Uh. I've seen the long goodbye so many times. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. And I have, I don't, I won't go off on it now. I have some very, very specific theories about what's actually happening in that movie. Oh, well, I'll, I'll hit you up <laughs> offline. I'll take my call off. Yeah, hit me up offline because I have a very weird theory about that film. You know what's it's interesting? Brilliant. A few years ago, Blaine posted about an apartment in Hollywood. Blaine Capatch. Blaine Capatch, your, yeah. your dear friend. And I, and he's like this former this, roommate. this place just came on the market and I I was I was gonna call to move into it but then just circumstances didn't. and it was the apartment that Elliot Gould is living in in the long goodbye oh. I realized oh it's very weird anyway the, the whatever walk up place with, yeah. oh my god yeah that like bizarre elevator anyway the I'm gonna seventies are superior the seventies did kind of win um and so did hey, this podcast if you like. If you like the long goodbye, you should go find Rod, Robert Benton's um, The Late Show with Lily Tomlin and Art Carney. It's wow, brilliant. I want to see that. Okay. It's it, so the long goodbye. Okay, awesome. We have our homework cut out for us. Well, you guys, thank you to both of you and to also Alice for letting us hug you. And uh, <laughs> we really appreciate um, it. This was so fun. You guys are so cute. Oh, thank you. You <laughs> yeah. guys too. I'm glad you text. I'm glad you didn't go to that party, Patton. <laughs> Oh, God. Right, me that, too. She's so right. If I had gone, it would have been, 
Oh, no, yeah, you were the rat in the cartoon. Great. Okay. <laughs> I got to get some lasagna. <laughs> you guys, thanks again for joining us. Okay, talk to you soon. Thank you both. Thank okay. You so much. Have a good night. Stay safe. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was sweet, awesome. They seemed great. Yeah, I love hearing about people's stories, like what you say, like what Meredith was saying about how, you know, getting to know people now, like sitting on your couch, your mom was always like, you have to go out, and that's so much pressure, and now you really don't. Well, I always love stories about... But it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Because of my advice, I'm a Luddite. I always think people should go out, but... Yeah, I don't really sit can, on the couch you anyway. You can't go out right I now. I know. But I always love those kinds of stories about like the the bizarre the bizarre circumstances that led you to the life you're living, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I remember I I wrote a, a speech for a wedding once. The what the marriage did not work out, but the speech was a real banger. Um and it it was basically talking about somebody's um somebody's journey to finding each other and I was like essentially I said like if you believe in fate or you believe in random chance, both explanations for people finding each other are so infinitesimally like in, in, illog- improbable and unlikely that they are like so their their beauty will blow you away. You know, even if you think there's there's like some kind of magic force bringing us together, or if you think like you had a dream about me before you called me. That is true. I had a dream about you, but I was. I mean, that wasn't really magical. I was like hot to trot. But you know what I did do. I had a dream about you, and then I had a dream about Whoopi Goldberg. Those were separate. And I told you I had a dream where you, uh, me, and Whoopi Goldberg were hanging out together because I thought it'd be a little forward to be like I had a dream about you. Mm-hmm. So Whoopi Goldberg, you are our party that I didn't attend. <laughs> so thank Love you for it. the view. Thanks, Mosh. Uh, you know, and I'm glad. I'm Great glad doing that business with you. Well, I'm glad I sent that that uh, that. I'm glad I told you about that dream. You know why? Why? Because I love you. I love you too.